Mueller and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. is going on ladies and gentlemen it is arthur most wesley euler on still nation radio for the next 90 minutes ha 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 we will be taking you into the steelers blitz where we will be talking about plenty of steelers news today man um Obviously, we have new news as pertains to the training camp location for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to address that. We had a new wide receiver. Yes, just get brought into the roster. Always fun to hear when we have acquisitions to the roster. We'll be hearing from former Pittsburgh Steeler, WVU alum Terrence Garvin as well at that 1230 hour. And unfortunately, we do got to talk a little bit of this uh, Deontay Johnson uh, voluntary, Uh. non-voluntary situation. But... As we always do, we make this show super interactive, and the best way to do that is to hit us up on the Twitter.com. But before we go there, just know that one of us has some amazing hair. Oh. oh. You know? Oh. Phenomenal I didn't hair. Know. I was going to wonder. I was like, wait a second. Where's she going with this? And the other one of us has a decade long of NFL experience. You might have written a book as well, too, I've heard. It's a strong possibility somebody wrote the book. But I'll let y'all decide who did what and who did where. But at the end of the day, what y'all do need to know is this. To be a part of the show, you need to hit us up on the Twitter.com, and that is at DaBody52. DaBody. And at Wesley Euler. Da good hair. And my friend, my colleague, my partner in crime, how are we doing today? Well, Arthur Motes, I didn't have to wear a winter coat into the studio today, so I guess that's a good start. I guess so, man. We did have a little bit of a wintry oh. mix yesterday. What yeah. happened the last two days? Did you see the joke that, that no. was going around about no, the no, snow no. the last two days? No, you know what I saw? I saw you jinxed us. That's what I know. Oh, and and for those that the... are privy, I... I Go I, ahead. I, Go ahead. Tell so, them, no, take, take them behind the curtain. Show okay, so them. behind the curtain. I'm playing in front of the golf event, oh, you know, wait. the McGraw Memorial House Foundation. Hold on, I got to stand up in the studio golf here. Event. I'll Work be the on host. Swing. Okay. And last year, Wes was a celebrity. So we was like, you know what? Make sure you reach back out to Wes. So the person that's coordinating said conversation. Allison. Love reach, Allison. Reaches out to my man, Wes. And Wes, in his reply, says, you know, I'm excited about this because that means summer's right around the corner, the weather, and all these other jizz and jazz. About, about this time last week. Yeah, it, it was definitely this time last week. And then what? couple days later, what do we get? Snow. Back to back Rain. days of snow. Snow. And I was sitting here thinking to myself, I can't wait till I see Wes. I'm going to let him have it because this is all his doing. So. It snowed on Easter. So, so, so Happy resurrection, Jesus. So, so thanks a lot, Wes. Yeah, that was on me. Thanks a lot, man. I apologize. Yep. Listen, uh-huh. I got I got it. It's the only the second time in my life that someone's called me a celebrity. Come the on, man. The first time was last year at your golf Come outing on, as man. well, too. So. I just couldn't believe this. I saw all people. Had to be you, huh? Had to be me. Just couldn't help yourself. It had to be hey, me. Hey, look at this beautiful weather we got coming oh, in here. Oh, I'm getting, my, I'm getting my second annual invite to the Moats Golf Outing. Yep. It must be summer, summer, yep. summertime. I said, Lord have mercy. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, I'll take I'll take that one. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. you know what? Snow in the last two days. It's in the 50s and sunny now. It feels like beach weather. I'll take it. <sighs> I wouldn't go that far to say it feels like beach weather, but it does feel nice, though. All right, I'm definitely not going to say beach weather. I do have a jacket on, you know. I have yeah, a nice yeah. little ball cap. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I would not say it is beach weather. But it is football weather, or it's becoming closer to football weather. I would say that. I 
do think that it is football weather. It is. No, this is honestly, this is this like, is like this football. Is, it's perfect football it's weather. It's crisp, right but the sun's out. That's, that's yeah. what you want for a, You want some crisp weather, Arthur Motes, but with the sun out. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. But what I did start with, uh, you know, when I was doing my little tease, we did have some news that took place, uh, I believe it was right before we came on air as it pertains to the Pittsburgh Steelers and their training camp location. So we know the previous uh, three years now, they have not been able to go to Latrobe. They've been at Heinz Field, or it's been a limited capacity with no fans. But as of, uh, I believe it was today at today, like 11 yeah. o'clock a.m.? About an hour ago. Yeah, yeah, we did get uh, official news that the Steelers will be returning to St. Vincent College, Latrobe. Latrobe. For training camp this uh, upcoming season, man. So, you know, it's always a fun time, man. You think about Latrobe in general, man, and how the fans love it. Uh, it's always an awesome experience, man, to just kind of, you know, remove that veil, remove that layer of, you know, and we only talk through social media. You only see us on video. It's intimate. It is very intimate, man, um, in terms of just the fan base and the players out there as well, man. So that's always been a fun, fun time. And we also know what it's going to do for that economy out there as well, man. Definitely going to boost them up. Oh, but um, Sharkies and Dinos are back, baby. Oh, yeah, they are back in a major way, major way. But um, what were your thoughts, man, when you found out that uh, the Steelers would be returning back to Latrobe? My first thought was, well, in late July, I'm going to drink a zillion beers in Latrobe. Sorry, 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 sorry. Rolling rolling rocks in Latrobe. Uh, no, my, my first thought was I expected this to happen. I was trying to think of a clever way to say that, but, but my first thought was, oh, there it is. Because you and I had discussed, we were not privy to any information. Right. Moats and I didn't know that this announcement was dropping today or anything. I, I promise you, I'm being honest there. But all signs He's only pointed. being honest there because he hasn't been honest the rest of the show, guys. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Are you telling everybody I really don't have good hair then? Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, you, you, you said it. You was like, I'm going to be honest with you here. I'm going to be honest with you here, all right? <laughs> we, we, all, we all had a strong inclination that this was going to happen yeah because the Steelers tried to go back to St. Vincent last year the NFL just told them no so you had to think that they would try and do it again this year that's what they you know they they wanted to in 2021 why would they not want to in 2022 and about a month ago the Buffalo Bills announced that they were holding their training camp off of or at a local college at a local university on campus somewhere Mm -hmm. St. John Fisher and, yeah. and so when you're kind of putting two and two together where you knew that the Steelers wanted to be in Latrobe last year, just the NFL told them no. And then you saw about a month ago the Buffalo Bills get permission to hold their training camp on a college campus. You add those two things up, it felt like, okay, the Steelers are going to request permission to do this once again. And the NFL is going to let them once again because they just did with the Buffalo Bills. So, yeah, so I was not surprised when I heard this announcement, Arthur Motes. I figured that this would be coming at some point. You know, I had been we had said on the show that, you know, we never assume. Cause you get it right. Absolutely. Never, never assume, but we think it's safe. You know, we had, we had told our listeners, I had told some family members, like, I think it's safe to, to, you know, to start planning to be in Latrobe in late July or early August. If you want to make that trip, if that's something that you, you know, you schedule an annual summer event out of. So yeah, um, not very surprised and it'll be in intri- You know, it, it'll be the same, but different because you haven't been there for a few years. As you right. alluded to, you've got a lot of really important players on this team who have never been out in Latrobe. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick has never been to Latrobe. Chase Claypool has never been to Latrobe. The list goes on and on. Mitch Trubisky has never been to Latrobe. A lot of your coaching. Oh, they're going to get their chance. A lot of your coaching they're gonna staff. They're going to get their chance. Right? Has, has never been. I mean, Matt Canada has never been to Latrobe. So, well, I mean, he might have. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, He's yeah, never yeah, yeah. been there for training. Right, he right, might right, have right. been to Latrobe at he some might, point. He might have drove through it. There's some nice golf courses out there. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's reasons to be in Latrobe. Um, 
but yeah, it'll it'll be the same but different, and there'll be a lot of you know there'll be a lot of storylines there because a, a a nice chunk of this team has has never done training camp out of St. Vincent. Yeah, man, it's it's very unique, man. Um. Like I said, I'm excited for the guys, man. Like you said, it is a rite of passage in a sense, man. You need to experience it at least once in your lifetime if you have not had that once. opportunity, yeah. man. Yeah, I would definitely say that 100%. as a player or even as a fan, man. For the fans, I mean, it, like I said, this is one of the best places to see your favorite players up close. Get a chance to interact with them, talk to them, shake their hands, take pictures, get autographs free of charge. I was going to say, it's where I got Santonio San Holmes' yeah. autograph when I was 16 years old, baby. Yeah, it's an awesome situation out there, man. Um, very, like you said, man, just family style. I mean, you, you a, see, it's family style, they man. They bring the cooler. It's 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 almost like families going to the beach for the day. Yeah, like that's they, they, pretty they, accurate. They get their outfits, you know, your mm-hmm. beach outfit, right, is like your, your, your tank top shirt and your yep. swim trunks and your hat. They put their Steelers gear on. They've got the lawn chairs. They've got the blankets. They pack up the cooler. And they sit. It's a it's a dang near three hour practice. Yeah. So I mean, it's a and there's you know there's there's warm ups and there's all kinds of stuff going on and there's some events. There's like the FedEx Air and Ground mm-hmm. Kid Zone where there's some stuff for kids to do. Like people people plan summer trips and weekends or you know we're gonna go to Pittsburgh for a few days and we're gonna spend a day or two in Latrobe as part of that. Um, and so it'll it will be um energizing. I think to, to that's see a that, nice way to put it. to see that energizing. return. No question. no question. You ever go man. to Laser Storm? Uh, no, I did not, man. Oh, no. Okay, it's like a laser tag place on McKnight Road. Okay, you should you should take Gray there sometime. Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't go to McKnight. That's like the the rich people side of town. Oh, I like to stay in you know the, the more humble there area. You like and so when you're playing right when, yeah. before you like run out to your battle, you got to like put your gun on the charger. Okay, and it goes energized. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I like that. I like energized. that. I like that. Sorry, I, that was really random. Well, I mean, do, do, yeah, y'all probably take helicopters out there too. I know how y'all bougie people get down up north. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a I had a whole service come and shovel mm-hmm. the half inch of snow off my driveway yesterday. See? And, and they were singing to him the whole time. Oh, your driveway's clean. I said, and while you're shoveling that driveway, can one of you run down to Whole Foods for me and buy my groceries? <laughs> Anything for you, Mr. Euler. And charge Anything. my Tesla. Jeez. But that is the, uh, the the first news, man, of the day, man. Shout out to the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers going back to late trope, man. Anybody that's out there, definitely enjoy yourselves. Maybe definitely do that. But uh, the second thing that we had, man, that was, um, you know, moving the needle was uh, we were awarded Miles Boykin's, uh, or excuse me, Miles Boykin, the receiver from the Baltimore Ravens. Was don't a, mix him up with Earl Boykin. Uh, correct. Boykin's correct. Now. But was a uh, third round draft. No, no, no. I, I don't make it plural. Right. Because yeah. it's Earl Boykin's, right? Correct. Okay. Don't make there it plural. It's not plural. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. But, um. With uh with Miles, uh, former third round pick from the 2019 draft out of Notre Dame, um, three seasons with the Baltimore Ravens prior to them releasing him, and the reason we were awarded because I know people were kind of confused with that whole language. It was because he was released, but he's still under his rookie contract and things along that nature, so he is subject to waivers. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they had to put a claim in for him along with anybody else that was looking to acquire him. And yeah, it's just an award system in this terms yep, of yep. whoever has the higher priority gets that player. So for us, we were able to acquire Miles Boykin. And um, I'm not going to lie. Initially, I like this a lot, man. I think that, you know, he has good size, uh, 6'4", obviously good speed, 4'4", guy when he was coming out. Um, productive, but at the same time, I don't know if he was utilized to the full extent in Baltimore. We know with their offense is very different than your traditional pro-style offense. They, you know, with Lamar Jackson, they do a lot more zone read. It's a lot more lateral stuff. They feature the tight ends a lot more. And the receivers have to block a little bit more. But with that, he was never uh, publicly disgruntled, if that makes, you know, any difference in the situation. But I do think that, you know, he helps us out in the sense that we know our wide receiver room, it's in need of more talent. 
We feel like we are really good with our top two guys in Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, but we got a little bit of a void after that. A lot that. of questions after that, yeah. A little bit of a void. So I do think that Miles coming in, man, would definitely uh, make it interesting to help out in that vein right there, man. But that was my initial thoughts on it. What were your initial thoughts on uh, Miles joining the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, you and I had talked a lot about how it, it feels like you honestly still needed to add three wide receivers to this roster mm-hmm. and how, okay, you can get two in the draft, right? You take one. First round, second round, third round. You take one in the back end of the draft. You do the Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown thing. Yes. You take two wide receivers in the same year. You know, you take one in the top 100. You take one on the final day of the draft. And with that, how we'd still like to add somebody else, whether it be, you know, one of these bigger name free agents that's still out there, like mm-hmm. a Jarvis Landry, or just, you know, someone who's been around in the league for a few years. This is a, I think, a a very solid step towards starting to fill that out. Now you all of a sudden could get away with just taking one wide receiver in the draft. I don't think yeah, you, have to, you, you don't have to take two anymore. And what I really like about this mozi um, is that Boykin, you know, uh, another thing that you and I have been talking about ever since the combine, the, the need for somebody in this wide receiver room, who's just a burner who can just take the top off of a defense. And I think miles Boykin has that ability. He 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 is an athletic freak when he came out in 2019. I know it hasn't necessarily worked out for him in Baltimore, but um I also know we also all know that Baltimore runs a different style offense where it's mm-hmm. a lot about Lamar in the run game and their running backs and Mark Andrews. Um I, I, I like this pickup for the Steelers because it's it's very low risk. Um, but I, I, I think you could have a, a nice player there in Miles Boykin. Not a you know, not a guy who's gonna turn into a number one wide receiver and be an all pro. But certainly a guy who who belongs on the field on NFL Sundays. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, like I said, I, I definitely have the optimism for him. The only thing that I always get skeptical about is just when a guy hasn't really tapped into that talent and it's Agreed. been multiple years. Agreed. And, and you know, the the instantly the name that I thought of when I saw uh, us bringing in Miles, and I was like, oh, I'm excited about him. I think that you know he's a guy with a lot of potential, has some productivity, but at the same time, we think that it's a lot more left for him to develop into. It reminded me, in a sense, of my man. Uh, Dante Moncrief. Ooh. And I was like, man, I remember we were, I was excited about him. Oh, no, don't I was do, like, don't you do know, that to me. Come I know, on. I know, we I get know. good vibes on the show I here know, today. I know, I know. I'm not a fan of thinking like this, but I was just like, man, I had similar thoughts because we thought that he could address a lot of our needs, that he was a proven player, productive player, and would definitely be our wide receiver number two. And we obviously saw how that whole situation played out. And it just, you know, it kind of put a damper on me a little bit. And it made me just, like I said, I'm still hype about Miles. I'm just a little bit more guarded, you know? Yeah, no, that's... The, that's... the, the cautious optimism, because I do know that that Ravens offense is different, and it can have a negative effect on your wide receivers. But at the same time, I'm like, man, y'all was playing with Lamar. Lamar still was doing his thing, throwing that ball, and let's not act like, you know, Hollywood Brown hasn't had success out there. Sammy Watkins hasn't had mm-hmm. success out there. We know what the tight end situation has looked like. We know they featured them the most, and that's why it's like I don't expect, you know, Miles or any of the receivers' numbers to look like Mark Andrews' numbers. But at the same time, I would just – Better I mean, than what they were. Right, and that's the only thing, man. For everything that we like about him in terms of his intangibles and in terms of how he tests and things like that, that was my only thing that really was just kind of just like, ah, oh, man – is this another one of those? Should I 
should I prepare myself in a sense? Because outside of that, I do think this is a low risk, extremely high reward situation. Um, I think we're on the books, uh, or no, we're not even on the books for this amount, but what we're going to pay him is like 2.5 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not even on the books totally for that, or on the hook totally for that, just based on the way his contract and the money he's received is set up. So that makes a lot of sense, but that was something that I was a little concerned about. Do you share in that sentiment, or do you just feel like, you know, there is no negative to this situation. You don't think that we have to worry about him not living up to anything. No, there, there, I, I would just, I'd be completely naive if I felt that way. I think it's anyone not the wrong would be completely naive, though. There's a, there's a reason, Motsi, that he was available on the waiver wire. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, and it's not because he's been putting up hundred catch, thousand yard seasons, right? I mean, that, right. like, this is, you, you have to be realistic with this. It's, it's. Maybe kind of same church, different pew as a lot of the mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky conversation that we've yeah. had. You know, there's there's some reasons to feel optimism that they'll be able to have success here in Pittsburgh. Now, success is a very broad term, right? Um, for Mitch Trubisky, having a year of a of a you know of a average starter in the NFL, mm-hmm. winning nine or ten games, and making it to the postseason as a wild card. That would probably qualify as a successful successful season in his kind of return to starting for him. For Miles Boykin, right? If he goes out this year and has 800 yards, a couple touchdowns, you know, makes a few big plays in big games, he would probably label that as a successful season his first year in Pittsburgh yep. with a new franchise. So everyone's idea, but, for, you know, like as Motes has talked about, is the standard still the standard? Is, is you know, is nine or ten wins in a wild card berth, is that really successful for the offense and for Mitch Trubisky? And, and we can go down all these avenues that we've already discussed. Right. You, you know the, the picture that I'm painting. But I think that there is some of that same kind of, yeah, he could be successful here. I think you just have to have a relative expectation on what successful is. Like, I, I ain't expecting Mitch Trubisky to, you know, to turn into Josh Allen. I ain't expecting. <laughs> I ain't expecting. But my, he was in the room with him, man. I Chill out. I ain't expecting Miles Boykin. He was in Boykin. the room with him for a whole season. That's got to keep I ain't expecting Miles Boykin to suddenly become Adam Thielen out there. Or they both AJ play the, Brown they, out they there. They both play the wide receiver position, you know. AJ Brown, they both in the AFC. That's got to help for something. But it's an it's another one of those. You get better in the margins. Yeah. You don't give up a lot to do it. You're not on the hook for a lot financially. You didn't have to give up any draft picks, any capital, anything like that. I think it's another one of those smart roster decisions this time of year. It's not going to make or break you. I don't think like you and I aren't going to be sitting here next January or February or whenever the season ends mm-hmm. and saying. Oh, well, yeah, Miles Boykin, that's signing back in April. That's why they won the Super Bowl. Or Miles Boykin, ah, you know, that's that's why they disappointed this year and only went and, and went seven and ten, right? That Miles guy. Um, but you you have to get better in the margins. You certainly needed quality depth at that position, if nothing else. Guys that you can trust to go out right. there and play snaps on Sundays, and I, I certainly think that he provides that. Now, my next question is this though, with Miles, uh you said it a little bit earlier. How confident are you, though, that we don't need to take another receiver still in terms of the early portion of the draft when I'm talking like the first three rounds? Oh, I, I want a wide receiver in the first three rounds. Oh, I thought you said you didn't. I thought you said no, no, you were no, good. I, now you didn't no, need to No, I was one. saying how before the signing of Miles Boykin, yeah, I should clarify this. Yeah. I wanted the Steelers to come out of the draft next week with two wide receivers. Okay. One in the top three rounds, right. one in the back end of the draft. Okay. Now I just want to see the Steelers take one wide receiver, hmm. but I would still like that to be in the first, like a top, okay. a top one hundred pick. That makes doesn't sense. have to be a twenty. You know, could be at fifty two, could be in the third round. Right. Um. But yes, I I still want them to come away from the draft with a wide receiver, and I would like it 
to be one of their first three picks. Okay. No, yeah. no, so I, yeah. we're on the same page. Because okay. I was yeah. like, man, I like the Miles pick. I don't like it like that. That's, no, 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 no. When I was talking about losing one of those draft picks, yeah. it was the later round Got one. Got you. Okay, now, okay, you can okay. still certainly do if they take a wide receiver in the second round and then they take one in the sixth round, I don't think that that would surprise us. Yeah. Um, but, but I, yes, no, I'd still like to see them select a wide receiver in the top 100 of the draft and one of the first three picks in the yeah. draft. Well, and I also always remind myself of competition is never a bad thing. And with Miles, he's not above competition. So 100%. if you do bring in two guys, one early, one late, you're obviously bringing an early guy because you want to address that hole that we currently have at our third receiver position. Now, we can speculate guys like Anthony Miller, Cody White, Miles Boykin, could they fill that role? And that just depends on each and everyone's comfort level with them. But when I think of, you know, filling this true third receiver role, to me, I still would like to go get me somebody in the draft that I just am more high on. Yes. And, yes. you know, we don't have the negative t- uh, the negative tape at the NFL level on. 100%. And that's kind of like where I stand with it, man. But, I mean, the, 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 the talent is there, though. I mean, that's the one thing that you can't deny. I mean, third-round draft pick is definitely there. I just – I'm hoping – and this is why I do lean a little bit more, you know, positively with him – is because of how different Baltimore's offense is. Some players, they're better in a more structured, timing-related offense, whereas when you're playing in Baltimore, it's very similar to playing with the Cardinals. It's not always the ball's coming out when you win or you run the first route the way it needs to be run. A lot of times it's, all right, scramble drill because your quarterback didn't see you initially, but he's going to extend the play. And by him extending it, now this is where you need to be more, you know, active and just play almost backyard football. Mm -hmm. Some people, that's their game. Some people like that a lot more, whereas others, they want that ball coming out on time. They want to run a certain route and know that, hey, this is why I need to be expecting this ball and not, not the free run lance that thing. route, freelance, run yeah. over here, back up, go forward, scramble drill. Not everybody wants to play that, and not everybody is accustomed to playing sure, that style sure. of ball. So for Miles, this could very well be a situation where now he's going to come into an offense where it is going to be a lot more structured. Whether it's Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph or if we draft a guy, none of those guys right now are the type to extend plays consistently they are more so timing guys when they get that ball that ball's coming out on time three step five step you know that's the the situation that they're in so I'm hoping that for miles that will help him tap into the potential that got him drafted in the third round because to be six four run four four jumping ability Mm -hmm. can catch I mean there's no reason why your productivity shouldn't be a lot more than what it has been at this stage in his career yeah I completely agree with that and you're right it's some guys are more in the the rhythmic yeah. pattern of things. Other guys they can they can do it on the fly. They'll do it live. Yeah. They'll they'll feel it out. They'll make it happen. Um, I I that that's where I'm with you too. I like there's there's not there's not a way to kind of cut it in a sense of oh well, the offense is that drastically different in Baltimore that it just wasn't ever going to work. I don't right. think that's what either of us are saying. But sometimes just those those slight tweaks in philosophy, the slight, slight tweak in quarterback play, or maybe, you know what, Motsi, maybe not even a slight tweak in quarterback play because the way that, the way that Lamar Jackson plays mm-hmm. the position we, we think is, is going to be drastically different than how the Steelers are going to ask Mitch Trubisky to play the position this year. But you know Matt Canada, he does like mobility at quarterback, so it he might be like similar. We, we might look like the Ravens on offense. You never know. <laughs> hey, the, the Ravens, they like to do a lot of stuff with the run game too if the Steelers are able to get the run game going. Yeah, but M- Mitch is mobile. Mitch is. That's what they've been telling well, me. Well, there's, there's only a few guys in the league that are Lamar Jackson mobile. But this is Mitch. Mitchapalooza? His name begins with the letter M. That got to count for something. 
And he spent time with Josh Allen. We know Josh Allen well, yeah, runs really well, Brian, so that rubs Brian, off on him. And Brian Dable. Yeah, that rubs off on him. You know, I heard Brian Dable's got good mobility. Exactly. See, come on now. For his age as well, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, listen, it's it's going to be intriguing. To me, there's some there's some James Washington elements in there, too. Ooh. Where, you know, you, you kind of always felt like, all right, this guy James Washington, again, not a future Hall of Famer, not an all-pro. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy belongs playing on Sundays. Something wasn't right out there. Something was off. Whether it was James, whether it was the Steelers, whether it was both, whether it was the fit, whether it was whatever. Something was off. I kind of feel a little bit that same way with Miles Boykin in Baltimore. An area, too, where a team, a franchise, an organization, it's not like they have been a... It's not like they've had quality wide receivers, you know, stumbling all over the place there at the Ravens facility. This either. is very true. Now, this and, past year, and none of those I guys have been homegrown. I mean, most of the guys have been outside sourced as well. Whether you're talking Steve Smith, whether you're talking sourced, look at Mike you. Wallace, uh, Anquan Bolden, those type of guys, they all were outside sourced. Dropping supply chain on me now. I'm just saying, man. You know, how would you refer to those guys? <laughs> no, they, you're they, right. they weren't homegrown. Right. Is, that, is that better? They weren't oh, homegrown. Oh, I see. What you, on, on today, you want today of all days, you want to talk about homegrown? You're gonna get the FCC coming down on us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, wait, hold on. That's a good part. I gotta clip it into the system. We gotta get the Cardi B laugh into the system. Oh yeah, see man, you slacking <laughs> on the job, man. <laughs> no, it's 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 not a move to move mountains, but it's it's. I think again, you get better in the margins. You you're what you feel more confident this afternoon about your wide receiver unit than you did yesterday. Yeah. You, you know, yesterday afternoon. And hey, this time of year, that's an all right place to be. Let's see how the draft shakes out. Hopefully, it ends up with. <laughs> oh Lord, this dude! <laughs> Olave, Sky Moore, somebody that we really like. Dotson, can I get a Dotson? Is Dotson in the building? <laughs> we got Dotson. And and again, and and so if you are able to add one of those wide receivers early on in the draft process at, at the end of next week, Thursday or Friday or whenever. Well, yeah, I guess it would have to be Thursday or Friday if we're, if we're say, talking uh, early, not, not Saturday. Yeah. That, that would not be whenever. That minute. would be late in the draft. You don't want that. You you could certainly, you know, we could look back a week from now and, and say, or a little over a week from now and say, hey, you know, we were asking a lot of questions about the wide receiver unit. Now, hey, maybe we don't know if there's still a number one in there. We, we don't know exactly how it's going to shake out, but we yeah. feel a lot better about the overall talent and the overall depth. And I... Certainly think Miles Boykin helps to that. He's a move that makes you better in the margins, Motsi. Uh like in the it. inches that we need. I like it. You talk about my, you talk about my supply chain, so you talking better in the margins. Yeah, yeah, we gotta Wait, get better hold margins. Hold on, I right didn't here. tell you my the joke at the beginning of the segment. I know, man. Let me hear it. The joke that I saw going around the past two days okay. while it was snowing here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the mm-hmm. end of April was, oh yeah, that snow you ordered in February, supply chain issues. It just uh, got it just got here in April. See? It happens like that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> supply chain is real. It definitely is real. Unless you don't have a supply chain, then you do what you want. But we're not there just yet, all right? <laughs> Easy, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Let's remove the supply chain. How about that? How about that? But what we are going to do is remove our voices from the air because we are about to go to break. But when we get back, we will be hearing from Terrence Garvin. TG. Talking a little bit about the Miles Boinkins uh, hire, or excuse me, hire, the Miles Boinkins signing, along with, you know, maybe tapping into favorite moments from Latro from him as Ooh. well. All right. But either way, man, you definitely got to keep it tuned in right here so you can get all of this. And when we come back, that's when you'll hear it. But it's Motes and Euler on Steelers Nation Radio.